0: This is a presentation of the Red Apple Media Podcast Network.
1: One of the biggest dance crazes of all time. Have you ever heard of Wordle? TikTok, TikTok has taken the world by storm. Social media, attention, alcohol. His dance went so viral. Immediately affecting us because we hear about it. Love you. Bye. Love you. It's the General Store. Here's Gina
0: Limbaropoulos.
1: Welcome back to another episode of The General Store with me, Gina Bina, because once again, who the hell else would it be? I'm here today with my fantastic and absolutely legendary guest, Curtis Saliwa. How's it going, Curtis?
0: Uh, a legend in my own mind. I thought <laughs> from that music I was going to have to jump in a mosh pit.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's right on brand for me. I just dropped a whole new uh, line of merch See on the that? website. and See that? We had all death metal uh, merch and all that kind of stuff, so... Definitely on brand. Now, so how can, can you, right
0: you get the merch? How can you get the merch?
1: wabcradiostore.com. dot You can go get the merch there. Gina Vina and Curtis also has his merch there as well. So, we'll, uh, so
0: you mean yeah. I can't snore any free merch? I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta pay. I gotta <laughs> throw some coin there.
1: Curtis, I'll get you something. Don't worry. <laughs> you'll get a, you'll get a hat. You get a patch throw they're on. I with only, the hey, wait! Adjusting. I
0: only wear my red beret, red satin <laughs> jacket. It makes my wardrobe very simple each and every day.
1: Yeah, it's perfect. That's like a cartoon that wears the same thing That's every right. day.
0: That's right. I'm a caricature. You're right. It's,
1: it's fantastic. It's a, it's a label. It's a brand. Curtis's brand, that's what matters. But, you know, I have you here today because there's just so many things we could talk about. We said earlier that you can have a 20-hour podcast and people wouldn't get tired of it, which I'm 100% sure is true. You have like 20 shows here, so Yeah, well, I would, sense. I would
0: get tired of myself. I one time did 36 <laughs> straight hours on the radio. <laughs> 36 straight hours.
1: I, he's not lying, guys. He's not lying. That's, that's 100% true. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so we're going to just talk about some cool stuff today, talk some pop culture, talk true. some older stories because you have so many. Me and my friends call you Curtis Wayne. Because you know, well, were... after
0: John Wayne or Little Wayne, <laughs> who that is, so there's who so dad, many, there's dad, so many dad, Waynes. Waynes,
1: there's so many Waynes. No, uh, Bruce Wayne, obviously,
0: yeah. But you, Little Wayne, punked out, <laughs> went to Rikers Island after seven. Oh, can you get me off of Rikers Island? Oh, oh that, oh, Bruce Wayne, that's right, <laughs> Batman. Okay, all right, we're on track.
1: Yeah, we're talking, all right. So, you have another podcast that I've been kind of like semi producing. I do some of the topics for you, it's all pop culture based, it's, it's day by day social media trends. And we also do Curtis Reacts with you, which is something else, too. And we talk some pop culture stuff. And one of the things that we did the other day was the Emmy nominations. Yes. And we let you riff a little bit on Squid Game. And I feel I heard that Squid Game is one of your favorite shows.
0: Oh, the absolute favorite because I can imagine... Having Elon Musk out there, Bill Gates, (laughs) the sage from Omaha, Warren Buffett, put all those billionaires, zillionaires, and also all those Bitcoin bandits, (laughs) cryptocurrency Ponzi schemers, and let them just run. Run for their lives. Shoot them! Shoot (laughs) (laughs) them!
1: You let them all go. Do you think they would participate in the actual game, though, or would they be the ones watching everyone die?
0: No, they would watch because they don't (laughs) owe any money. You see, the concept is... You understand Squid Game if you owe a lot of money, and that's me. I owe everybody. (laughs) So in order to free myself of all that debt before I get buried in a cardboard box in Potter's Hill, it would be great. I would compete in that. If they would pay all my debts, I would take a risk that I would be the last man or woman standing.
1: I feel like you would win. I'm not going to lie. We were talking about this in in the social office when you left before. I was like, I 100% have money on Curtis winning. Well, I look, think. I've
0: been shot five times and survived. And as you know, in Squid Game, generally they shoot you once, maybe twice. Yeah. But I think I could stagger all the way to the finish line, just bleeding out. You know, I think the only one who probably could top me out, although he owes nobody, is 50 Cent Curtis Jackson. He said, hey, I got shot nine times. How many times did you get shot, Curtis? I said, you culturally appropriated my name before you were birthed. I'm the real Curtis in this town.
1: Yeah, it's true. Curtis is more of a G than 50 Cent. I can 100% uh, agree Thank on you. that. Thank you. Yeah, 100%. So I don't know if you've heard, too, basically what you're saying. You said you think you would win Squid Game, but Netflix is releasing a new show yes. that is based on actual Squid Game, where you can go and play the game, and I think you win $456,000. You don't win the $10 million or whatever it is. Before. You know where
0: this game came from? Nobody will acknowledge for years, go back about eight years Coney Island, along the boardwalk, in an empty lot, Mm. they had Shoot the Freak.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs)
0: You (laughs) would pay $5, and they had this white boy from Indiana running around in there, dropping the N-bomb, calling everybody every pejorative name, Mm -hmm. and then you could pay. You could pay the host and just shoot at him, you know, obviously with paintballs. Shoot the Freak was so successful that no doubt Somebody was walking up and down that boardwalk because there are a lot of hipsters and millennials there now. Got that idea, and the next thing you know, bingo squid, squid game on Netflix.
1: I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact you just said there was a game called Shoot the Freak, though. Shoot the
0: Freak. <laughs> oh, it was very famous until eventually it was deemed to be too politically incorrect because everybody wanted to pay to shoot the white boy in the head oh with the paintball. God.
1: Oh, Jesus. But, that's that's hilarious. I can't explain why I have very dark and morbid humor. Sorry, I'm knowing that. More well, it was more. run by the Banana Crime Family. It was very successful wow. to them. Yeah, it sounds that sounds about right. It sounds spot on. Shoot the freak. <laughs> no, but but yeah, like I said, I'm I, I'm curious though now because I know you wanted to, you ran for mayor, and you know we'll get a little bit into that too. But you know you ran and you. Have your company so you're finding it very the,
0: difficult getting it out that I, am, I lost no, then I lost
1: yo, no, well besides that, obviously this <laughs> what you shouldn't have. I will still stand by this. I think that you would be a thousand times better than the current situation. oh no that we doubt have going the swagger
0: man has <laughs> no plan. there's no doubt about that.
1: yeah, without a doubt. so that's what I'm saying. but you know if you had that money though, if you okay. won that money four hundred and fifty six grand on the on the reality version of the show or if you happen to be on the actual Korean version of it yes. What would you do with that money? Cuz I'm curious. Cuz I want to know if you would if you would dump it into the city, if you would do something else. I I need to know the inside of Curtis's brain. We have well, 20 well, minutes. Well, I have no choice
0: in the <laughs> beginning because I have court orders against me. So number 1, the ones who got to be paid are all my divorce attorneys and there've been many. Right. Then I got child support <laughs> up to Wazoo, so that gets paid. The IRS. Then, believe it or not, I had a life-saving operation at Columbia Presbyterian. I had ileitis, colitis, and then chronic Crohn's disease, oh eight and a half hours.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And so the doctors gave a huge bill. I think right. it's close to like $300,000. Mm-hmm. Do you know that the lawyers that I owe money to read about that in the paper, called me up while I'm recovering and said, remember, we're first. And oh, I my rem- God. And I reminded them, no, you're not. The IRS is always first. The so tough nuggies, wait <laughs> online. When I get it, you'll get it. Oh, my God. So I'd have to pay off all these <laughs> debts. And then I would give it to people who need it, poor okay. and indigent people, because they desperately need it. Pretty yeah. soon we'll all be poor and indigent at the rate things are going with this inflation. Then there'll be recession. People will be out of work. So right. I'd say first come, first serve.
1: Right. That's a great answer. That's what I expected from Curtis Wayne, once again. Speaking of Curtis Wayne, you know. You've done so much since, God, how long has it been? How many years have you been the leader and the start and the creator of the Guardian Angels now?
0: I started the Guardian Angels as a night manager at Mickey D's up in the Bronx, East Fordham and Webster, in 1979. Wow. February 13th, 1979, so let me see, let's add it up. Let's see. That's 20, 40, 40, 40, What is that, 43 years?
1: Oh, my God. Something like that. I'm not I good at so. it sounds I think right. so. I wasn't
0: very good at math.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and naturally, <laughs> it has gone from just what was a local patrol that tried to deal with the growing crime problem back in the uh, late 70s right. that exploded in the 80s because of crack cocaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it then expanded to 13 countries and 130 cities. So that's where we exist today with about 5,000 members internationally.
1: Right. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Talk about a movement, seriously, because all kidding aside, because we joke around here, we joke around a lot. But that is something that's so amazing. And I, I think that not enough people talk about it. And I think it should be acknowledged more. So I, I I'm a big uh, advocate well, I'm a, for the I'm Guardian over the sure. type,
0: And if you ever hear the promo before my show, it says he's a guy who ran for mayor and he tells you don't trust any politicians. It's don't true. trust Democrats, Republicans. They'll tell you whatever they think you want to hear. And then they get into office and they'll do whatever they wanted to do to begin with. So don't be shocked. Don't be surprised. It's just the way things go. So that's why people have to start doing more things for themselves. So back in 79, we didn't have enough cops because Mm -hmm. there had to be layoffs. We didn't have enough money. I didn't moan and groan and complain and blame the Democrats or Republicans. I just said, okay, we'll fill the void. Right. I was young at that time. I got the people who worked for me at McDonald's and others involved, and that's how the Guardian Angels came about. And we weren't just see something, say something, eyes and ears. Right. We got physical. That's how we got respect. That's why even uh, over forty years later, you have people who say, "Man, you do not want to mess with the Guardian Angels. Okay, they're yeah. not going to bother you. But if you if you break the law, if you bother somebody else, if you violate somebody's rights, there's going to be a hell of a price to pay." Because the cops may never get there. So in the meantime, you're going to be subjected to a lot of pain compliance.
1: <laughs> it's like the the OG vigilantes, I like to say. It's fantastic.
0: OG? Oh, well, what does that mean? Old guy?
1: <laughs> the old gangsters. Come oh, on. Oh, oh.
0: Yeah. I, I thought it means old <laughs> guy, too. No, of course not. <laughs>
1: Definitely not.
0: We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Oh. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And
1: in the end, what will I become?
0: Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass.
1: You know, well, like I said, like you had so many. You've been doing Guardian Angels for so long, though, right. and you have to have stories that are just that'll blow people out of the water that you haven't even told before. And so, I would love for you to kind of just, I'm going to pick your brain right now and just hear some of the things that you've dealt with or seen or, you know, even done yourself. I mean, I don't want to get you in trouble in any way. No, no, no.
0: (laughs) it doesn't matter. I've been locked up 77 times, so that's certainly, I'm used to being in trouble. That's why I'm amazed that all the politicians, they'll talk about, oh, the jails are horrible, it's terrible, Rikers Island, oh. They've never been locked up. They have no idea. Yeah. Uh, of course, there's the good, the bad, the ugly in being locked up, and I can tell all those tales. And it was usually because I was a guardian angel in a mm-hmm. place in which the police didn't want the guardian angels or a mayor didn't want the guardian angels, so the e- easiest resolution for them was lock up the leader, Curtis sleaver right. And sometimes they throw away the key. But in terms of things that people wouldn't necessarily think, of Guardian Angels. We're looking at the border now. Mm-hmm. got a lot of illegal aliens flooding over the border. They're heading into all different kind of cities. Yeah. Now people are complaining about it, especially people who uh, welcomed uh, illegal aliens. And Why are you complaining about it? You <laughs> wanted them to come to your city. But way back in the 80s, <laughs> in the San Ysidro Canyon, which separates Tijuana from San Diego, mm-hmm. there were border bandits who were luring the illegal aliens over from the Tijuana side. It was Colonia Libertad, Colonia Juarez. So every night before, actually every afternoon before dusk, hundreds of the illegal aliens would assemble in what they call the soccer field. Right. And they'd buy all kinds of L.A. Dodger paraphernalia, so they might be able to blend in once they got to Los Angeles. But they first had to make it through the San Ysidro Canyon. Yeah. The Tijuana police that we actually saw during the day with their windbreakers yeah. would wait in hiding in the canyon.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And the coyotes, who the illegal aliens had paid to bring them through the canyons, mm-hmm. would steer them right into a Venus flytrap. <laughs> and then the Tijuana police, wearing this, still wearing their windbreakers, would rob them at gunpoint. <gasps> Rape them, take everything of value, and then they would just scatter into the canyons.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Our government did nothing. The Mexican government did nothing. The federales refused to do anything about it. That's their police. Our police refused to do anything about it. So we went in
1: there. Oh, my God. To
0: protect the illegal aliens.
1: Holy moly.
0: And we had full-scale battles with the Tijuana police. In <laughs> fact, sometimes they had us at gunpoint. And we were able at least to provide safe passage. And then finally, uh, the government decided to do something. We were the first people ever arrested, though, for breaking into Mexico.
1: Oh, my God. There was wow.
0: nobody who breaks into Mexico, at yeah. least back then.
1: You were breaking into danger, essentially. Oh, yeah. They were Holy They were,
0: They were. were welcoming uh, anybody who would want to come into Mexico to spend dollars. They would, andale, andale, come in. Meantime, coming into America meant you had to wait online, burn a right. lot of gas, and go through passport control. Yeah. Going into Mexico, they didn't care who you were as long as you were willing to spend money. Yeah. So we were the first who were arrested because we had to go into the area in Tijuana on the other side of the border of California and Colonia Juarez, Colonia Libertad, and the federales arrested us. Oh, my God. So you could imagine you spin the calendar up years later and people were talking about the crisis at the border. And Mm. I get it. I've been down in many of those spots in Texas and Arizona and California. But back then, nobody cared. Yeah. Nobody cared. Now, all of a sudden, everybody cares. Wow. It's the difference between the 80s and 2022 now.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, that's that's quite the story. Holy... Yeah, I was not expecting that. I was, you know, because I know that you have you have a lot of stories like New York-based, but that's going completely international, and that's some... Criminal Minds organized crime shit that you were doing back oh, then. Yeah. So. Well,
0: that pisses everybody off. <laughs> that because is- the people <laughs> who don't want illegal aliens here say, why were you protecting them? And then obviously the people on the other side who felt that, oh, you're we got to coddle the illegal aliens. They say, well, well wait a second. You? you guys are fascists. And you say to yourself, you, you people have no idea.
1: Yeah. The- because you've never been in-, in
0: the canyons, most right. of them. They have no idea what it's like to try to work your way into the country. And they have no idea all the bribery, all the mm-hmm. intrigue, all, all the down-low activities that occur when somebody gets smuggled across the border or right. decides to walk across the border. Back then, you could walk back and forth across the border. People would do it on a regular basis. Yeah. So they come into the United States for six months, and then they turn around and go back with the money they air earned, just cross the border back and forth. It's like... There were no border controls. There were no Checkpoint Charlies. Wow. It, it's like night and day between it is now.
1: That's crazy. Oh, my God. I'm trying to wrap my head around what you just told me. All I can think of is, like, Punisher Curtis, like Marvel. Yeah, and remember, like the only, it sounds only word. sounds like a Marvel storyline. The
0: only uh, word I knew in Spanish was, Hola, 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 hola. Hey, everybody everybody going back and forth. Hola, hola, hola. Oh, An- Angeles Hey, 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 yeah, yeah. Hola, hola, hola. <laughs>
1: Oh, my—well, yeah. I mean, that that's, that's insane. Now, I know that you have also obviously had some run-ins with— in when it comes to New York issues, you have the, the mob. You know, I don't want to start speaking on this and then—
0: Why would you not want to start speaking on this? I don't it?
1: know. I, mean, I don't know. It's a touchy subject. Well, I fact, don't know how far I can push this you conversation with You can push it all you. the
0: way because long <laughs> before you were even birthed, uh, some of the biggest talk show hosts in the history of the medium are Howard Stern, yeah. Don Imus— some of the others would always say, we don't talk about organized crime. right? And people would say, well, why don't you talk about organized yeah. crime? It would say, because they might kill us. They might hurt us. Yeah. And they'd say, well, aren't you exaggerating? they said, no, look at Curtis Sleever. They tried to kill him. Right. Hey, kidnapped him, and then they tried to kill him. Yeah, that was the story. For <laughs> talking about him all the time. And I've been talking about him ever since. Took a, a lick and came back taking... And I always talk about the few who still exist in Italian organized crime. I bag them and tag them.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, well, you know, obviously you were shot five times. So, like, that's something that's well-known about you. It's very well-known. So when it comes to that, I'm just curious because that day... I am going to just go back to that day because sure. I know it's got to be it's got to be dull, like tough to even kind of bring it up. Hell but, no, talk you know, about is, it all the time. For a normal person, it's tough to bring this up. Oh, for no, Curtis, no, oh, this, is, uh, this
0: is post-traumatic stress, stress syndrome. <laughs> Hell no, I recall it. To
1: this minute. All right, so let's go back to that day. Yes. Step by step from your the beginning to the end of that day. How did that day go? What what went down and what led to that? And what happened? Who did it or what happened?
0: I was doing morning morning drive here at WABC. It was Angels in the Morning. It mm-hmm. was myself and which oh, wife of mine? Let me count one, two, three. <laughs> oh, the s- second one, uh, Lisa. Okay. Very successful, very popular show. Mm-hmm. And every morning for a half hour, I had mom talk. And that was when John Gatti Sr. was on trial for the very last, last time, and he ended up being sent triple life without parole to Marion right. because of two factors. A, the feds had Memorex tapes of him that were crystal mm-hmm. clear of him ordering the executions of some of his own men because they were late for meetings. Oh, my God. And so you even hear on the tape Sammy the Bull Gravano, his underboss, saying, boss— this guy's our best earner. He's maybe stuck on the BQE. He's only 20 <laughs> minutes late. I don't care. It's disrespectful after the meeting. Whack him. Back then, oh there were God. no cell phones. Right. So what are you supposed to do? You're stuck on the BQE coming from Staten Island down to the Raven Night Social Club in Little Italy, and you're 20 minutes late. You're got he's best it. To him, it didn't matter. That's disrespectful. Gravano, after the meeting, go for a ride with him. Whack him. Yeah. So... With tapes like that and the testimony of Sammy the Bull Gravano himself, who was eating the Parmesan cheese, boom, he was found guilty on all charges. Now, every morning, I would do a recap of what had happened in the trial the day before. Nobody did that in New York because they were too terrified. And I would talk about not the good of organized crime, like some people would say, oh, you live in an organized crime neighborhood, you don't have any crime, bull feathers. I grew up in those neighborhoods. But yeah. I would talk about the bad and the ugly, and especially about the Gatties, Right. who I had known and grew up with. They grew up wow. on uh, in Fulton and Rockaway in East New York. I grew up a little bit of ways. Yeah. And obviously, I, I came across these Gambinos and Lucchese in Canarsie in East New York all the time. The very Lucchese's you saw yeah. in Goodfellas, which mm-hmm. was a realistic portrait of organized crime. Wow. Not Godfather. That was romantic. Right. So all those guys, most of those guys I knew. So I had ongoing conflict. Mm-hmm. But because I would be giving commentary about the trial, talking about how the gaddis were Jadrules, which are knuckle draggers, uh, enemies of society. Right. <laughs> the old man, Gadis Sr., who was on trial, had an AM radio in his jail cell. Okay. Listening to me every morning. Oh, my God. (laughs) Calling up his son, the underboss, acting uh, uh, as the leader of the Gambinos in his absence, and he would say to John Gotti Jr., I don't want to have to hear this guy anymore. He's disparaging you, me, our family, your sister, Victoria. I want him shut up. So they tried to do it first in April of 1992 with baseball bats. Hit me about 36 times.
1: What? I didn't even know that happened. Oh, yeah. It was McLaughlin.
0: It was Kaplan. It was Ruggiero. He sent a United Nations hit team with baseball bats. And they assumed that I would learn the code of America. Hey, look, we didn't kill him. He'll learn to shut up. He knows. He, He comes from our neighborhood. I just ratcheted it up. I talk about a murder then that Gotti Jr. had uh, committed at the Silver Fox uh, Bar and Disco in South Ozone Park that had never been resolved. I connected all the dots. The father freaked. He calls up his son. He says, he's got you on a murder rap. There is no end to a murder rap. They arrest you tomorrow. That's it. Life without parole. You got to whack him. So the next plot was to steal a cab, which they did. They cut off the handles inside to try to turn it into a moving coffin because they subcontracted the hit to uh, Little Nick Nick Carrazzo and Jojo Carrazo. These are two brothers of the Gambino crime family I grew up with in Canarsie. They hated me, and I hated them even worse. They said, we'll gladly do it. And they had a perfect plot. They knew that I would catch a cab every morning to come to do the morning show. So after nine days, guess whose cab I jumped into? Oh, God. The cab (laughs) with a guy who was the driver who was mobbed up. Iannati was the shooter. He was stuffed underneath the dashboard. Mm. And uh, I told him, hey, Madison Square Garden, no problem. And we were going in the right direction. Then they went right instead of left. And he pushes the gun over. He pops up from underneath the dashboard. He pushes the gun over. They told him, don't try to shoot Sliwa in the head. You're going to miss. Well, what do you think this Weisenheimer did? Tried to shoot me in the head. Luckily, because I was able to duck, and the first bullet went right out the back window. Then he started to aerate my lower extremities, shot me up about four times. I was bleeding out. And then I was able to try to jump, jump out of the door into moving traffic. But remember, they had already sawed the handles right. off, put them back on with crazy glue, so oh, it came geez. off in my hand. <gasps> so I no, had a chance to anxiety. jump out an open window, which I eventually did. Turned into a speed bump, and they just assumed I was dead on arrival. Right. It took 12 years to connect Gotti Jr. Ianati, to the actual um, kidnapping and attempted killing of yours truly.
1: Oh my 12 God! 12 years. Jesus Christ. So, uh, you know, on the podcast currently is Curtis Lee, a survivor of the Gotti family. I don't know if I've survived them.
0: Occasionally, I still have to watch. Growing up with the Gottis on A&E, you know, the three little uh, hoodlums there of Victoria with the subtitles there. It's like, my God, I can't even understand what these had are saying.
1: Oh, my God. Should I be concerned right
0: now? No, no. You're okay. (laughs) You're okay. Okay. I got beef with them. They give me beef, I bust their teeth. It's that simple.
1: I respect that 100%. So... I've been saying this forever. Now, this was way before, because I know you did Side Talk, too. It was like the comedy kids that were on in, in Times Square when sure. you did the whole thing. Sure, So I've been saying forever that Curtis is hilarious or whatever, but there's a different side that, you know, like you just explained, there's a whole warrior side of you, if you, if, if I will, or if, if anybody will. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe, literally, other than just superhero. Street what, guy, street sure, guy. Sure, sure, street fighter. Um, so I've said this forever. If I could write something for netflix hmm. i would want to do a biopic about you hmm. now I, I went to school for writing that's what I've, I've always wanted to do i wanted to write a movie for something Let's
0: hope you do that before they go bankrupt they're in <laughs> bad shape now netflix
1: but this is something i want to do forever like this yeah. is everyone said everyone's like but for curtis lee i'm like yeah you guys have don't know the half of it and now they do because my friends and my family and my listeners are going to know exactly what i'm talking about because it's a younger audience so i wanted to do a biopic and i wanted to write up a treatment and send it to netflix and i wanted your approval first yes to work with you on this. Oh,
0: absolutely. You have total okay. <laughs> complete supporters. Hey, you know, I could get knocked off tomorrow. I mean, you never know.
1: Yeah, I'm, I, yeah you know what I'm saying? I'm curious. You know, you got to give backups for things. You have your side hustles. My side hustle is writing. And I think that a movie or a TV show about your life would be something that would well, take Well, You know, up. it almost
0: yeah. happened. Let me take you back in the time machine. There was John Abelson. He was the director of first, I would say it was one of the most popular films ever made, yeah. Stallone and Rocky.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was okay. the
0: director of Rocky 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Uh, I forget how many they made. He was also the director of Karate Kid 1, Karate Kid 2. Yeah. His son had become a guardian angel in New York City. Oh, no His way. son tells John Abilson, oh, you got to meet Curtis. Yeah. We meet. We have a Shiracha match. He says, I want the rights to do a movie. Right. At that time, there was Canon Films. These were two Israeli brothers. They made a lot of films at that yeah. time, but they were crooked. It were so crooked that when they had to bury them in the ground, they couldn't find a coffin to close to bury him, And they went bankrupt. Wow. And they owned the rights. Oh, my God. And I'm getting a call from Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> hey, I can play you, Curtis. Hey, tough noogies, you know, they went bankrupt. <laughs> no, give me a chance. I can play. He's from Belgium. I said, yeah. with that accent, would anybody believe that? No. So really you not. see, it
1: almost happened. But it needs to be done right.
0: And then it was dead on arrival.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It has to be done right. Yeah. has to be It has to be a right actor. Now this leads me to my next question. Yes, is there anybody in Hollywood yeah. that you think would play you?
0: Yes, yes. Because like, who would
1: we cast in the Curtis Lee movie? Oh, going no all the way back, we can go through Hollywood right now and cast as many people as you can think. Going yeah. all the way back,
0: yeah, you know, it's it's no, <laughs> one person, one person alone because he was as big as he could get. Then he crashed and burned. Then he had a great role in Blow with Johnny Depp. A lot of people don't realize that. That was a great Mm -hmm. movie. Pee Wee Herman. What? (laughs) No that Look, you got to look at him in Blow. If you see him in that movie, you'll say, that's Pee Wee Herman? You think that
1: Paul Rubens would play you in a movie perfect?
0: He needs this as a comeback, right? Because he was considered the number one schlub, a pitcher, a schmendrick, right? I mean, the Pee Wee Herman Playhouse. And then he had the bow tie on, on the bicycle. Then he's in that all male uh, theater, triple X rating in Saratoga, pleasurizing himself. <laughs> there went his career. I'm telling you, this could be the comeback. I And I know the guy. I met him in Hollywood. What? He Paul loved Rubens? the Guardian Angels.
1: No way. Yes. Paul Rubens. The Paul Rubens. The Paul Rubens. Pee Wee Herman.
0: I, I, I stipulate that he be given the first read. <laughs> <That's> first opportunity. <laughs>
1: I'm trying so hard to picture. I mean, it, like. I don't.
0: I don't trust these other trendoids and freakoids and jet setters. I know Pee Wee <laughs> Herman. He deserves a shot. This uh, this will be the big comeback, like LL Cool J says. This ain't the comeback. This will be his comeback.
1: Oh my God! I see. I have of like a person in mind that Ooh. looks. He looks like you when you were younger. If hmm. you look, guys, you got to go look up Curtis when he was younger. When he was what in like your early twenties, even. Yeah. Yeah. This kid, okay, his name is Evan Peters. I have the picture up here and I'm going to show Peters. you right now. Oh, yeah. His name is Evan Peters. Do this. He looks like you when you were younger. And I can't explain why, but there's something about his facial structure that if I think that we put him in the Guardian Angels, I'm going to Photoshop it and send it to you. Well, let me ask
0: you a question. I've had my face broken twice. Did he have <laughs> his face broken at all?
1: I mean, he's done makeup for it. I know that much because he was in. Amer- he was one of the main characters in American Horror Story that was on oh, FX. Oh, so
0: he can right. act. I missed. I missed that one. That was not a keeper for me. But you anyway, didn't
1: like American Horror Story. I really? didn't. I didn't see it. I recommend watching the first okay, season. Okay, it. let me see this okay. guy. Let me see this guy.
0: Hold okay, is on. This tock sure. turn.
1: This tick turn. Uh, right.
0: TikTok. 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 Right. This is him. Ooh. Ooh. Let's see. His yeah. hair
1: is kind of long. Oh. There. But if his hair was shorter. Wow. And we put him in a red beret. That's you. <laughs> you know,
0: he doesn't look very different from the guy who played me in the made for TV movie We're Fighting Back.
1: That's you were in a hold on. You were cast, someone casted you already. Well, this not you, made but like for TV a version movie.
0: Of yeah, made for it was called We're Fighting Back. The guy who played my role had been in probably considered the greatest movie of all time, Raging Bull. He was a okay. guy who was fighting against Robert De Niro. Yeah. And he eventually ended up working in the uh, candy store right down the block from me because he couldn't get any more roles after he played me and we're fighting back. Yeah. This is not good for your career <laughs> that the guy couldn't get another part. Oh, my God. Yeah, I gotta like you gotta understand. No, know, no, I, I could see, except he's a little soft. He looks a little soft.
1: Nah, yeah. yeah, he's played, his characters have been straight oh, up. Oh, is what you gonna have, have shows, to do. Is, Hold you know? on a second.
0: Because he's no doubt a hipster millennial, right? <laughs>
1: I guess, yeah, also, sure.
0: So he probably identifies by either of 72 different gender <laughs> or sex types. I would have to know He's which one male. of the 72. See, to He's me it's bo- either— He's a
1: guy. He's a straight guy. Or, oh,
0: so he yeah. is XY chromosome. Yeah, As sure. opposed to XX.
1: Sure. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I don't know. I, I, I'd have to have a conversation with him. I'd have to ask him, are you XX or XY? Oh, my God. And then he would start, well, you know, there are 72 different terms. And according to the moment or the day or the week or the month, I could be any one of those 72. You have to respect me, Curtis. And I would say, (laughs) double oofah, out you go. Bring in Pee Wee Herman. Bring in my choice.
1: (laughs) I mean, okay, sure. So, guys, you heard it here first. Paul Rubens will play Curtis in the Netflix biopic.
0: The one guy who did play me in a made-for-TV movie hasn't been heard from since. The the last job he had. Is
1: it a curse? Is it the curse of playing Curtis Lewa?
0: I think so. Look, he ended up working in a candy store. I know not all actors (laughs) and actresses get perpetual work, but how do you go from being Curtis Lewa in a made-for-TV movie, We're Fighting Back, to working in a candy store making egg creams behind the counter? It's got
1: to be a curse. It's got to be. Got to be.
0: So you may mm-hmm. want not want to do this to this guy. What does Pee Wee Herman have to lose? <laughs> When's the last movie you saw Pee Wee Herman on? None.
1: Because you haven't he, even
0: seen him on a TV show. The
1: reason he's not in anything is because he was watching a movie.
0: <laughs> that's the <laughs> point. They all watch movies. We all know they're freaks. Why? Why does he get separated from all of them? That's so unfair. It's not standby, I know Pee Wee.
1: He's in a close environment. I know
0: Pee Wee Herman, and when you look at that Johnny Depp film. Yeah. About Blow, about him being a marijuana dealer, meaning Johnny Depp, then going into cocaine. Yeah. And you see the role that Pee Wee Herman plays. Sure. People would say, oh, my God, that's Academy Award. Academy Award. You watch. If you can get him in as Curtis Sleewa, Academy Award goes <laughs> to Paul Rubin, a.k.a. Pee-wee Herman playing Curtis Sliwa in the <laughs> long-forgotten episode, The Curtis Sliwa Life Story.
1: Oh, my God. Curtis Sliwa, the movie. Yes. That's it. No, my God. I'm just trying to think of it with the Red Beret and everything. And we could have cast that uh, James Khan as Gotti. Exactly.
0: Rest in peace. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you guys don't know about that either. Khan tried to sue Curtis at one point, and Curtis had a lot to say.
0: That's right, right. Sonny Corleone uh, tried to sue me because yes, I he said did. he was part of the Colombo crime family. And he, <laughs> they made me read an apology on air that was worse than what I had originally <laughs> said. I called him a trisexual. So people would say, that's an apology? That sounds like the worst possible thing you could <laughs> say about a person.
1: Exactly. It was. It's absolutely hysterical. But yeah. Oh, my God. Well, that was quite the conversation for sure, Curtis. Well,
0: if you want to go out and get a sandwich and a bowl of soup, you can. I can continue this podcast tomorrow afternoon, and I'll be talking and talking and talking. The engineers can go home. Just preset it. Don't worry about it. I've done 36 straight hours before. This is nothing compared to that.
1: Curtis, we're going to do a part two for sure. And we're going to give people updates on the script that we're going to write together on yeah, your yeah, movie. Script,
0: yeah, script. Now, will it be on a matchbook? Will it be uh, Will it be in a comic book? What, what, what kind of script are we talking
1: Let's about? Let's do a treatment first. Oh, treatment? We'll write up a treatment and we will work on this together. Because well, I want a treatment.
0: you know, they actually, I saw two shrinks and they said, man, you need treatment. <laughs> you need Prozac badly. Liquid Prozac.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, Curtis Lewa, everybody. Got to give it up for him. Always, always. I see, my brother, like, clapping over there too he's like yeah the probably.
0: legend in his own mind the legend in his
1: old mind curtis Lewa. thank you so much for coming on as always Anytime. it's always a pleasure
0: i'm, I'm radio life. you know put a microphone <laughs> in front of me and then just wind me up and walk away come back two days later and i'm still talking
1: guys we're gonna get a part two of curtis real soon i promise you because this was awesome But yeah, um, I'm going to end it there. I'm going to wrap it up. Let's get my socials going. Follow me on General Store Pod on all social platforms. G-L-N-A-B-I-N-A on Twitter. Gina.bina on Instagram. And then Curtis, if you want to do your socials real quick. For Why? Right. Uh, right. All well, you do,
0: pop in, Curtis Lee. where you say, "Oh my God, look at all the divorces! <laughs> look at all the times he's been arrested! Oh my God, look at this Oh my God, Curtis!
1: This- the pigeons are back, guys! Yes, of course. The pigeons follow Curtis everywhere. This is why I can't go outside with Curtis. One hundred
0: <laughs> pigeons follow me around. I'm the pigeon man in New York City. Yeah, exactly. And you forgot the cat man too. Eighteen that rescue too. cats.
1: Yeah, eighteen rescue cats. All the pigeons of New York City and Eric Adams' worst enemy.
0: No doubt about it. (laughs) I may have to take him out in four years.
1: Well, I hope so, guys. All right, that was it. Curtis Lewa, I will catch you guys next time. See you later.